Friendshipping is proud to partner with Multitude for some sweet ads. With Knowable, you can learn anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace through audio. Learn about the performance benefits of a plant-based lifestyle from NBA All-Star Chris Paul. Or learn about space from a NASA Commander Scott Kelly. I almost, I almost tried to pronounce the word NASA there. NASA. Wow, I really need this app to get smarter. <laughs> yeah, listen to these smart asses, these, these eggheads. There's just a bunch of dorks, nerds. Knowable is accessible on your phone and on the web, and each audio course is broken out into individual lessons, usually around 15 minutes long. You can explore at your own pace, and each class is supported by downloadable materials, lessons, recipes, and more. As a friendshipping listener, you can get an annual membership to Knowable for 20% off. Get unlimited access to every Knowable audio course right now. Just download the Knowable app or visit knowable.fyi or download the app and use code FRIENDSHIPPING for an additional 20% off. That's K-N-O-W-A-B-L-E dot F-Y-I. Nailed it. End of ad. (laughs) I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This This is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... What do your friends owe you? Money. Maybe. Could be. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen, I am pretty excited about this question because we so we always we always say this. We open up the Google Doc. We start typing in our, our notes and stuff. And it was very quickly that I realized that the asker this week has not admitted to any fault in this situation. And that is very rare. Usually our askers are like, you know, I could have done this thing wrong. Or they said this and it really stuck out to me. But this this asker does not seem to have that self-awareness based on the question that they asked us. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be one of those questions where we're pretty hard on the asker. And we always disclaimer like, hey, if you're the asker and you're listening to this and you're not quite ready to listen, go make a sandwich, go take a nap. Eat a bowl of cereal. Chill out. Maybe don't. Maybe listen to this in small segments. <laughs> and every person can get something out of listening to a story about somebody who's a little unreasonable at the time. Because the truth is, we're all unreasonable sometimes. We we're all acting weird. We can all lack self awareness. Um. So yeah. So before, <laughs> so this is our disclaimer before we just shit all over this question. And I can't wait. Yeah, me either. First, let's riff. I have a question for you, Trin. Me? Trin, have you been playing guitar? Have I? Oh, no. Okay. I didn't want to pressure you. No, we can totally talk about this. And honestly, I'm glad you asked because so here's what's going on. So I'm still scared of the guitar. Number one. Number two, I find myself completely incapable of diddling with my guitar with my partner in the apartment which is weird because I can put on headphones and connect it to my amp and like, and he won't hear anything. It's so odd. It's as though the act of admitting that I was wrong and I am going to play this electric guitar is still psychologically difficult for me. Oh, yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this on the show because, you know, we're all lying to ourselves <laughs> a little bit every day, Seriously. you know? The guitar is this this thing that like I, I I've been tucking away in the back of my mind and I really want to play it. If I died tomorrow, I would be mad that I didn't sing louder and sing more, that I didn't learn how to do this guitar, like a, like a variety of things. And this would be part of it. And I just I still can't manage to do it. 
So what I've been doing is air guitar. <laughs> that would be that would honestly be a that would be great. So so I've been doing two things because you saying air guitar reminded me of the other thing I'm doing. One is I'm trying to listen to lots of old pop punk from when I was a teen because none of those people can sing or play guitar. <laughs> and, and they made lots of money That's off of awesome. their inability like to do this. Like who, if you don't mind sharing? Fucking Newfound Glory. Like, <laughs> yeah. Newfound Glory can't fucking sing, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, Obviously, there are some talented people. Motion City Soundtrack. I mean, like, that singer, he he could he could do fucking Broadway. He's, like, great. And, like, the Moog, wonderful. So I don't listen to them. But I listen to other <laughs> trashy bands, and it's helping me. And the other thing is that every time I don't play electric guitar... I try to do something else productive. If you're not going to do the thing you set out to do, do a different thing. And so the Rogue Shoveler has returned <gasps> for 2021. Nice. Yes. Rogue? Yeah. Does that mean you're shoveling, shoveling things that aren't necessarily your responsibility? Yes, I am. <laughs> I so strongly agree. I get really mad when able-bodied people don't shovel or landlords don't shovel or whatever it is. I also shoveled yesterday. I shoveled my dad's whole driveway. And then I spent the rest of the day uh, opening the door and looking at my progress. Like, wow, look at that. Obviously, you've been very productive shoveling driveways. Yes. Um, anything else uh, new going on in your life? So we're almost a year into quarantine. And I have noticed something. And that is I am bored. I am getting <laughs> bored, Trin. <laughs> Shocking. I have never. I Boredom. If I always think if I'm bored, it's a privilege because it means I don't have a lot of work to do that day or... Um, no one's asking too much of me or no one needs taking care. I don't know. I just always think like if I have the feeling of bored, I usually enjoy it. I'm like, oh, you're bored. Good for you. That means like there's nothing like you're lucky if you if you can experience boredom. But I got to say, I am, like I said, quarantining with my dad. So that plus pandemic, plus it snowed. And that combination of three things has made me um, get get a little cabin fevery yeah. to the point where like I grabbed Mavi and I was like, let's go sprint around the yard. <laughs> It's like, it feels like, you had the zoomies. like when Mavi, yes, I had, so, I had zoomies. It's like, I need to like run Mavi and I'm sure Mavi's thinking like, I need to run my human. <laughs> she's, she's not doing so well. Um, but after, so, and that's the same day I shoveled because I was like, I have got so much energy. This is also a day I had an espresso and I didn't have too many work meetings or deadlines. I think that combination also was like, what do I do with this energy? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, I got to volunteer. I got to, what, what can I do? What can I do? And very little, oh, very little. I know. And um, don't worry, the feeling will pass because I will get busy again next week. And I'll be like, what was I thinking? <laughs> I should have just watched a movie or something. And that's the thing is like, Every time we if we get a little free time, it's like a guilt thing. It's like, <laughs> I should be doing yes. something. I should be doing something. And like we say to each other all the time, like people need a moment to like breathe and, and worry, you know, and then you get yeah. it and you're like, oh, oh boy. Oh, goodness. Oh, boy. Oh, no. I'm alone <laughs> with my thoughts. This is terrible. Trin, you're exactly right. I'm trying to just not feel guilty for having free time. And certainly I would say that to anyone else. Anyone else, I always believe, like, please don't feel like your worth is tied to your productivity. Mine is. Mine, <laughs> mine is, though. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. But mine, mine is, but I'm the exception. Man, that is like every therapy session I ever have, which is like, you, you're right. No, this would be totally cool if it were anybody else, but it's me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't understand. It's me. It's me. Speaking of things being about oneself. 
Oh, yes, yes. We yes. have a question today. Um, that it's just there's a lot going on, and we we're gonna do our best to to pick it apart and find um all sides of this. But boy, oh boy, are we starting out from one clear direction, Jen? I don't remember. I never remember who who reads. Was it you? Me either. Do you, do you want to rock paper scissors for it? Um, hold on. I closed the document, so why don't you? Read it? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad something was able to make the decision for us. Uh, I shall. Yep. Hi there. I have a friend I know from high school, so it's been over 10 years that we've been friends. We don't live in the same town. We usually meet up a few times a year, typically for movies. I usually initiate hangouts and I message them first. I felt that we were very close, almost like sisters, since we knew each other for so long and we've been so open about issues. Although she has never been one to open up. Usually, she would just message me with the books and movies she thinks I would like. A few years ago, this friend got me into a friend group of hers on Discord and involved me in their already running Dungeons & Dragons game. So they meet up once a week and play an RPG. After that, we hung out more, did voice chat every other day, or at least once a week. I had a lot of issues at the time, and I didn't really have a social life in real life, So they became a huge part of my life. We got really into the Dungeons and Dragons game, and most of our jokes were focused on it. After three years, so this is, so this D&D group has been going for three years. During the start of the pandemic and my personal low, a few things happened, the death of a pet, a grandparent, and just the isolation of working at home. They kicked me from the game. They said that they would want to remain friends but didn't even respect to listen to me about the game issues we had. All of them, including this longtime friend, sided together against me. She said that she was up to listen to me, but she refused to understand my side, and when I was having a mental breakdown, she ignored me for months. We patched things up for now, but we only exchange a few text messages a week. I told her several times, this is not very good for me. I feel very isolated. And I know that she has a lot of free time and is comfortable with voice and video chats, but she never initiates it. The only time we talked in voice chat is initiated by me. Should I put more effort into this? Is it worth it? I really miss her and I feel lonely, but it just feels like she doesn't even care that much. Oof. Okay. Um, We're going to say some things you probably don't really want to hear. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Off the top. This friend is holding you at a distance. They are putting up a fence, putting up kind of a short fence because you're still getting text messages. And it would be uh, incorrect of you to try to hop over the fence. You're not particularly happy to be behind the fence. You want her to open the gate. You want her to open the gate and let you in the front yard and to the bonfire, the barbecue and into the house. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You're, you're being held at a distance. And we have to assume there's a good damn reason for that. Yeah, I was struck by a couple of things. First, that the asker said that they often talk about issues, but that their friend doesn't open up and has never been one to open up. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, and it was like right after one another. Um, yeah, like they had just realized in that moment. Right. Right. The way it was written, it was like, we've shared issues. Well, they don't really share issues. Right. Uh, that's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting thing to notice. Right. It's not a red flag so much as it is like this, like kind of like light pink flag, you know? 
Yeah. Um, because we we say all the time there are cactus friends. There are people who just don't need a ton of a ton of watering. You don't need to um, text them all the time. They're not the kind of person that's going to want to voice chat constantly. A lot of adult friendships are that way. And at the start, this did sound like a typical just post-high school adult relationship. However, as we went through the question, we discovered that the asker did not admit any wrongdoing at all in this question and does not seem to grasp that more than one person is pushing them away for the same reason. And that sounds like a problem that could be worked on and we could be constructive about this, right? Right. Yeah, I'm with you. The thing that really got got my attention was when they said there were issues in the D&D game and they were unwilling to talk through them with them. And there are so many, <laughs> there's so many issues that can happen in a role playing group. And this is three years in. So these people are pretty close and have been doing this for a very long time. So it's quite a move, I would say, to remove somebody from your group, because adding somebody into your D&D campaign that was already ongoing is already difficult. You know, like the, the DM has to kind of like readjust the math and like, OK, do we give them a new character? Are they starting from like ground zero sort of thing? And removing somebody from the group is also a lot of work. I just feel like if they're putting this effort into creating this distance and they all agree, I'm so curious to know what the issues are. So let's go through some issues that can happen in, in RPG groups specifically. And for those of you who are not total dorks like us, RPGs are role-playing <laughs> games. So when you hear Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeons and Dragons is not the only RPG. There are lots of them. Um, you, uh, you assume a character and an identity and somebody leads you through a story and you build the story together and it's a lot of fun. But these games have rules. Like Dungeons and Dragons is a brand name of a game that has a rules and a rule book. And many people disagree on how stringently you should stick to those rules. Maybe they care about like very specific mathematical combat and you don't. Maybe you've been missing some sessions. When you miss sessions in a D&D game and it's ongoing, that can, that can be annoying and difficult to deal with. And we know that you've been stressed out. We get that. We don't blame you if you're if this is the case, if you've been canceling on sessions, because I mean, fuck, like it's clear schedule if you're stressed out. However, they have the right to remove you if that happens. And then there's just personality conflicts and personality conflicts happening three years in, I think, is the least likely just because, again, it's been three years. Like if you were gonna if you had problems, I feel like I feel like it would have come up before now. But the truth is people have less tolerance for stress because we have so much other stress. So it seems like this happened now because it's like, OK, here's one stressful thing I can take care of. And it's removing this person from this D&D group. And ask her, I, I know you're hurt. And understandably, I mean, you sound like you're in pain and I, I'm really sorry about that. But oh, I'm going to say something that sucks. Oh, you're not going to like it. OK, just because you were feeling hurt doesn't mean they were wrong right. to remove you. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, I know. It, it blows. So you've got to find a way to deal with this hurt and this pain that, that doesn't involve these people anymore. The fact, correct me if I'm wrong, the, the asker's friend is still texting them occasionally about like fandom stuff, like books and movies. That's what it seems like. She said that they patched things up, but now it's just one or two text messages um, every now and again, which sounds like all of my <laughs> friendships right now. Yeah, it doesn't, that doesn't sound so bad. I mean... It is bad because you're unhappy. Right. I know. I know, Asker, you're unhappy. And that, that's, that's something to work on. But like, you're incongruent right now. Like, your friend is probably like, this is the only way forward for our friendship. And this is what we're going to do. And you want more? 
You want more. You want to hear about, you want them to open up. You want to be like sisters. It can't happen. It can't be one-sided. And you wouldn't want a one-sided friendship anyway, right? Yeah. It's just, this is, this seems like a very intense last resort. Let's go over some more of like the the light pink flags that we picked up as well. So the like sisters with somebody who doesn't open up, talking about your issues with somebody who doesn't talk about them back. Like that's, 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 that was a sign already that this was, there was some unevenness in this friendship and you can be okay with that or you're not. And you don't seem like you're okay with that. I think that it is unfair to take this removal from the D&D group as a personal attack. The asker Mm. said something like, this was not very good for me. I felt isolated. The thing is, this is nobody's problem to solve but your own. You're not entitled to other people's time. Man, I get it. We are all going through a rough time right now. And it sounds like you're going through a particularly rough time. And not having people to talk to about that stuff, that that is really, really hard. And I'm not trying to minimize that at all. However, you don't stake claim on friends and then keep them. It seems like they've been doing adjusting and you haven't? The pink flag that I saw was, this might be an actual red flag, I don't know, but it said that they told their friend that the text messages weren't enough. Repeatedly. Right. Like, you know, Trin, we always advocate for like, if you if you need something more out of a friend and you, you're comfortable communicating it, your friends can't read your mind and you should state your needs. But it is not up to your friend to always meet them, you know? Right. If you repeatedly told them they're not giving you enough. If a friend did that to me right now, I don't know what I would do. I would be confused, mad. I would be like, I don't have any more to give right now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I, it depends on the friend. Like if if some, so, yeah. you know, like if um a very, one of my top five is like, I need more from you. I would be like, I'm going to try so hard. I love you so much. Yeah. Is yeah, it yeah. okay if the more that I give you is like a snap of something that happened today or like a few emoji or like a, a sentence? Is that okay? Because like I, there's a lot going on in my head too. And I know that all my close friends would be like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I just want to like be reminded that we like each other. And I'd be like, thumbs up. Oh, yeah. That's so, <laughs> I do that to my friends too. I'm like, hey, can you tell me that I'm, uh, I have anxious brain. Can you tell me that, that we're friends? Like, uh, yeah, like that's, that's totally, I totally get that. And like, I, I understand the immense relief that one can feel when you get text messages from somebody that you haven't talked to in a while. That, that is, that is a big, that is a big deal. But you're not entitled to those text messages. I just feel like, ask her, you could do better than this friend group. You could find people that vibe with you. Because if all of the people in the D&D group and your close friend decided that we are voting to remove you from the D&D group, I would really look hard at whatever their reasoning was. I hope that you listened to them when they told you. Are these things that you can adjust or are we going to go find just new friends? Something we've considered, I remember writing this in the book at least, was you don't have to leave your life and personality open to feedback. Right. You don't. You don't. However, you have gotten some feedback from five people in your life. If my group of friends came to me right now and they each had the same concern about me or my behavior, oh, that would hurt. And I would probably immediately put up a wall. I think the better and correct thing to do is ask yourself, like, wait, are they, do they have a point? Is, are they onto something? Is there truth here? And no one wants to do this, myself included. You know, self-reflection hurts. We just think maybe um, we really want you to go out and make new friends, but we also want you to do some self-reflection, too. You know, I, I, I hate comparing askers on the show because it's like comparing children. But guess what? I'm doing it anyway. We had a question from an asker. I want to say it had to be three or four weeks ago. 
where they introduced their best friend to their other best friend. And then those two became friends and then like moved in together and like ignored them. And that asker was like, you know, they told me I can be too direct and like, you know, maybe it's a personality thing. That person had a presence of mind of this could be my problem. This could be something that I could solve. I feel really bad right now and I I need to solve my bad feelings too. But like, you know, I I think I have a hand in this. But I, I feel like this asker admitted no wrongdoing whatsoever. The game issues, what are they? If the five of them are agreeing on the way that you want that they want to play the game and you are doing it differently, man, <laughs> every every D&D game has a Dave. A Dave. And what I mean by that is Connell has an yeah. ongoing D&D group and uh, he has a good friend, uh, Dave, who is lovely. Uh, but he is the rogue element in the D&D game. You know, <laughs> everybody has a Dave. The Dave... Uh, will, uh, you know, you're trying to do a stealth mission and he hopped on his Pegasus and flew right into the room. Uh, like, you know, he's just, he's just doing his thing because like, that's, that's the kind of game he wants to play. And for them, that's fine. They're like, oh yeah, he's just, he's just adding like a weird rogue element into this game and then, and we're good with it. The thing is, is that they could kick out Dave. <laughs> like, like if it, fucking Dave, but, but, but the stories of Dave's weird D&D playing are worth it to them. Like, like the, as much as he may fuck up <laughs> the things that they are trying to achieve, it works for them. But that's the thing is you either accept your Dave or you get rid of your Dave. And to me, it sounds like that they were yeah. getting rid of their Dave. And, and I don't know. And I'm not saying that, that you are <laughs> like, you know, uh, doing game breaking behavior. It could be that you like the rules more than they do, that you care about the math more than they do, that you're asking for more combat. They agree and you don't. And like and it was completely reasonable to part ways. And, you know, after the group parted ways with the asker, the friend is still reaching out occasionally. Yeah. And they said they still want to be friends. It sounds like they're, man, I know this is difficult, but it sounds like they're putting up a boundary and you don't like it. (laughs) Man, I forgot about this other pink flag. This is a, this is a dark pink flag, I would say. I told her several times that just a few text messages was not very good for me. I felt very isolated. I know she has a lot of free time and is comfortable with voice and video chats, but never initiates it. Nah. Mm. That's rough, dude. That means you're thinking about how she's spending her time and you don't like it. You are noticing that she has free time and is comfortable with voice and video chats and she's not doing this with you. There's a reason she's not doing this with you. She doesn't want to. And that's okay. You have a different kind of relationship. You have a text message relationship and that's what she wants. And it's incongruent with what you want. You want something different. So I think you need a different friend. It's very similar to the way that we used to feel when we would see our friends hanging out together on Instagram. We would say to ourselves, well, clearly this person has free time and is hanging out with everybody and et cetera, et cetera. But you actually don't know the entire story of that. I'm a great example. My Instagram used to be filled with me hanging out with people because I worked in events. Like half the time, I didn't really want to be in that room. And I was feeling very gendery. And I was like, you know, adjusting my body and feeling yeah. strange, and blah, blah, blah. But my life looked much more exciting and full of friends than it actually was. I get to choose who I allocate my Instagram photograph energy to. She gets to choose who she allocates her voice and video chat time with. And if it's not you, it's not you, man. It's not because you've already asked. You've already asked and the answer was no. No is not a starting point for negotiation. Yeah. And you, I know you are entrenched right now in bad and negative feelings. 
you got to find a way forward that doesn't involve digging your heels into this friendship anymore. The question is, do I put more effort into this? Is it worth it? No. And no, you do not put more effort into this because it's not worth it. It's a friendship that is not meeting your needs and she's not obligated to meet your needs. And it's a hard thing to know that your friend can't fit you into their life the way that you want. But there are productive ways to use your time that aren't repeatedly reaching out to this friend who has not proven to be, I want to say worthwhile, but I mean specifically worthwhile for you. I don't think it's time yet for the asker to try and make new friends because I don't think the asker really knows what went wrong yet in their other relationships. Ah, Yeah. Like this is definitely the time for the very difficult, annoying um, hardship of self-reflection, like you mentioned earlier. I definitely think self-reflection is a big part of this. It's not fun to replay a conversation in your brain and uh, say, hey, maybe they did have a point when they said this thing about me since they all agree, you know? Hey, hey, let's make sure we say this. They could be toxic people, all six of them or however many. That could be the case. I think it is unlikely, based on this question and based on the fact that the asker has admitted no fault, but that's a possibility. We're going to put that aside, but it's good to say that out loud. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there could certainly be shades of toxicity, too, you know? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, yeah, certainly whatever whatever went down, it's not going well. And our answer remains the same, which is no, it's not worth it. And it's not worth it to you because it's not worth you piling on more and more bad feelings. The self-reflection period of time uh, doesn't need to be a, okay, I want you to sit in your bad feelings for two weeks and then you are ready to go make friends. Like, no. Don't punish yourself forever. Maybe don't punish yourself at all. Right. But do zoom out and look at this as like, this is cheesy, but like a lesson, you know, oh, easier said than done. But this is going to be a blip on your friendship map of your whole life. You know, like it feels so huge and overwhelming right now. But one day this will be the thing you can look at and be like, oh, I chose the wrong friend group or I put much too much time to that or I asked too much of them. Whatever it is, one day you will be able to sum it up in one or two sentences. So, Esker, you can join the thousands and thousands and millions and billions of people who have a friendship that didn't work out, you know? Yes. You said you feel very isolated right now. Of course, you're probably physically isolated, too. And that certainly doesn't help things like this when you have all the time to think. We are asking you to do a little little different kind of thinking, not punish yourself, and try to tell yourself many times if necessary that there's no one that hasn't made a mistake in a friendship hasn't broken up with a friend, hasn't needed to be broken up with. This is common. It's difficult. You're not a monster. You're not a demon. Something went wrong with this group and you're not going back to them. You're going to focus on other friends, other friendships. It's going to be hard to make new friends right now. We're in a pandemic. Every single second, this is getting further and further behind you. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Oh, so nice. The cliche is always like, oh, have you tried picking up a hobby, such as playing the electric guitar that you um, refuse to pick up? <laughs> or D&D. <laughs> yeah. And so that's the thing. Like, there are alternatives. Like, um, I don't know. Um, th- obviously, this costs money. This is not necessarily something that, like, we advocate for wholeheartedly. And obviously, everybody on the Internet is terrible. But World of Warcraft literally is Dungeons and Dragons, but online. It, it's That's what it is. You, you play a, a druid, you know, and you form a guild. and you having this experience in D&D means that you are already part of an enormous community. Nerds, I this may shock you, are big on the internet. 
you know, they're kind of everywhere. <laughs> so like, like inescapable, right? Like, um, I, maybe there are, uh, like live RPG podcasts or shows that you watch like critical roles, like obviously the big one and like rivals of Waterdeep. maybe join those communities and make some friends. You have hobbies and interests and you can explore those outside of them. Jen and I are going to be doing a an event with Meetup, meetup.com soon, which is a place where you can just find your hobby and find people who like that hobby. This is work. It's annoying. This is not the best time to be doing work because you're sad and there's a pandemic. It's ambitious. And when you embark on this, don't judge yourself on your progress because it's going to be slow. But it's not impossible. And you deserve a happier life and you're unhappy right now and you can build a situation where you are happier i feel what's going to make you feel awesome it's not going to be looking at someone's instagram uh, from this group that's not going to make you feel awesome it's going to make you feel crappy is it going to make you feel awesome to learn how to cook five new dishes is it going to make you feel awesome to read fanfic in the bathtub all night like what is it what is it yeah. what is it find what makes you feel like a fun, kind, awesome person and chase that. It sounds like you might be very sad to the point where perhaps you have depression. And we don't diagnose anybody. We are not doctors. We are not qualified to do that at all. But when we are depressed, it is difficult to interact with people the way we want to. Depression can affect our words. Depression can affect the way that we view conversations that we've had. It may be worth exploring that you're having a mental health dip and that mental health dip needs to be addressed before your friendships. Are you ignoring depression signs? I certainly have been. I, <laughs> I went too, dude. I went here's the thing, Asker. I went three months without cooking. And I like cooking. Three months. That's a long time to go without cooking. My husband cooked every single night. And I was like it's not that I don't want to cook. I just don't feel like it. And it's I'm not interested in it anymore. And um, it's it won't bring me any joy. It just sounds like hard work. And then I was like, yeah, that's that's depression. Yeah. <laughs> or like, man, um, I don't feel like going uh, and, and reading all these books that I have stacked up. It just ugh, it's not I'm not interested in that. What makes you happy right now? And if the answer is like, oh, I don't know, nothing sleeping. Um, first of all, same, <laughs> same, but, but also like, yeah, I mean, you might, you might have some, some mental health things you need to deal with. Oh man, you are so not alone in that. Like, I cannot tell you, and it's only because I really, really don't want to, but I cannot tell you all of the times <laughs> where my mental health negatively impacted a relationship, you know, like, and, and oh, yeah. especially like, you know, I don't know how old this asker is and everybody, you know, goes through different things at different phases in their life. But like in my 20s, like I was like, I'm mad and I'm sad and none of my friends like me and blah, and I just why would I even call them? They don't even like me. And like a lot of my relationships just kind of like faded because I felt so bad that I couldn't be a friend, you know? Yeah. The, yeah. Man, the first like true bout of like deep depression I had, I was like 19. I was a little monster. <laughs> I had no tools or training to deal with it. And I was just like a little mean girl. Just a meanie. You were, you were a sweet little kitten with a thorn in your paw that you had no idea was there. That's depression, you know? Yeah. All you know uh, is absolutely. that you feel bad. That's all you know, you know? Yep. 
Yep, I feel bad, and other people are having fun, and it's making me really mad. (laughs) So, like, I know that we started this off, like, kind of harsh, dude. And here's the thing. You needed to hear the harsh things. But the truth is, you're human. And I want you to accept all the human parts of yourself. I want you to accept that you made mistakes with this friend and this friend group, okay? Like, I just, I feel like there's no universe in which you didn't make some mistakes. Or at the very least, you were incongruent with them in a way that didn't work out. Okay? Accept that. I mean, you're probably not perfect. You're probably not perfect. Considering there's not a single perfect person, we're we're gonna, we're gonna, it's gonna safely assume, ask her that you are not perfect too, just like us. And hey, uh, welcome to the club of people who know that they are imperfect and are constantly trying to be like, okay, how can I better navigate this world and be kind to people? Hey, welcome. You're here now. You're one of us. You can't run away. You are part of this D&D group for life now. Sorry, Asker, but, but you're in our crew. And in our crew, we roll with high emotional intelligence. And I think it's time to, if you can, if you can pick up a, a therapist, um, hell yeah. If you can't, if that's something that, that's not within the cards for you right now, there are books and books and books. There are, uh, you know, I hate telling people to go to Reddit for advice, but like I know that there's like <laughs> yeah. there's like a depression like forum wherever where people talk to each other about like the, their sadness and, and et cetera. There are places to go. In the meantime, as you're working on all this, find joy where you can. The other day, you know, I, I'm talking about how, how unwell I've been feeling, but the truth is I'm coming out of it lately. And I mentioned the other day, I say a lot of things out loud and like I, I never quite know what sticks. But I was talking about how much I would like a, a cheese board in my life, a charcuterie board. I was just talking about food out loud. And then the next day, my husband was like, hey, let's go to a cheese shop this weekend and let's put in an order and pick one up because you said you, you wanted one. And I was like, did I say that? Oh, yeah, I did. And it was such a good, small, but important lesson to me to be like, hey, I wanted something. I budgeted the time and the money. Like, let's go. Let's go do that thing. It brought me a lot of joy. <laughs> you know, yeah. fucking love cheese, people. Do you love cheese? Then go go get some cheese. So my depression uh, hacks, I say like life hack, but it's not, it's not a life hack. It's just, it's just an activity that I'm doing. I suddenly noticed like a couple days ago, I was like, okay, I don't know if my depression is feeding my bad habits or my bad habits are feeding my depression. And by the bad habits, what I meant was like, I wasn't, I I love cleaning and I wasn't cleaning very often. And I love, I work so much better when my place is clean and organized. I haven't been exercising the way that I do. Mm-hmm. And I know that that is very important to my mental health because um, people with anxiety, man, we need to get that energy out somehow. Otherwise, yeah. it will turn into worries. And I made this whole list of things where I was like, wow, I'm really neglecting myself. And I, and I because I'm me, I made a lovely little spreadsheet with every day yes. of the week and then like all the tasks and I'm, I'm going to check them off as I do because... You know, I made a chore list for taking care of myself because that's what it fucking yep. takes sometimes, you know? Yeah, you got to put in the work. It is a chore. It, if, if taking care of yourself comes is coming especially difficult to you, that's a sign, man. So in conclusion, Asker, we believe in you. We really think that you can look back on past mistakes, decide what you think is productive, decide what you need to let go of, and go into the future making better friendships and feeling better. And maybe exploring the possibility that there is some depression happening here, you know, or at least general sadness, you know, from the pandemic is is likely affecting you. And it's hard to not allow that to affect the way you talk to people. But shit, you got to because everybody else has the exact that that specific sadness everybody else has. 
But I know that like I have personally been the problem in a friendship before and I've had to like look back on on that and and you can do it. If two friendship podcasters can admit that we've been shit at times. I have. I have. I have been the problem. Oh. I have been a mini problem and I've been a big problem. Problem big and small. No. I've been I'm like a uh, I'm like a aerosol of problem you know sometimes i just kind of spritz my problem around on everybody around me and i and i need to stop doing that anyway what we're trying to say is it's okay to be imperfect it's okay to make mistakes but you did not admit those things in your question and we want you to admit those things in your life if you want to send us a question we are looking for questions Email us at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com or you can go to our website, friendshipping. What is our website? I forgot. Friendshippingpodcast.com? Friendshippingpodcast.com or friendshippingbook.com. It'll take you to the same place. Oh, that's great. All right. Yeah, we have a portal now where you can uh, get in touch and ask us a question. Just click on that get in touch icon at the top of the screen. If you want to follow us on Twitter or Twitch, you can at the same handle at do friendship. Thank you so much, Ian Parman, for editing. Jen and I have been uh, just messes lately, and Ian has been making us sound way more together than we are. Uh, thank you to Lauren Gallagher for your design work. Thank you, Monica Verma, for being our literary agent. Thank you to Molly Lewis for the creation of our wonderful theme song that we have enjoyed for over five years. And thank you for listening. You're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem. I'm going to burp. Do it! It's safe to burp now. That felt good. <gasps>